Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Don't Lose Your Head podcast. Uh, I am your host, Niklas, and this is my co-host... Martin! Hello! Oi, motherfuckers! So, finally, we got this working. Had some uh, audio issues, but now I'm back to using my... We should get better sound. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you jinxed it by saying, like, oh, now I have the optimal setup for audio it's gonna be awesome and then just doesn't work didn't even record me uh but we're here when was the nine days ago we posted our last episode so that's uh, pretty much a week ago yeah pretty much but we had some we get test. to stretch the weeks a bit right uh, depending on I think it was like six days the, the two last ones so that we get margin it's yeah. all right <laughs> We'll be, we'll be talking about today, Morten. Well, today we're going to start by talking a bit about what we've been doing and some new stuff. And of course, everyone's, I don't know, either, well, probably shitting their pants about 8th edition. So I guess we'll just talk a bit about that, the little bits of information that's uh, been released by Games Workshop. And uh, then we're going to have a short little break and we'll come back and talk a bit about how to base your models. Or I mean, not saying that we're experts, but we're going to discuss uh, how you can base your miniatures. Because I think, like, I think I heard somewhere that when someone looks at a the miniature, their eyes are drawn to the face or helmet and the base. Uh, and also that the base can kind of help you frame the model. So it's a, I think it's an important part. Uh, it tells the a story. Two most important parts, heads and base. Yeah, you don't have to paint the rest even. <laughs> You just um, dip the rest in paint, and then you just ah, no one will look there anyway. I don't know. I just heard that somewhere. Maybe it was just maybe it was in a dream. That's crazy. And it's really important for uh, is the theme of your army. Yeah, yeah. You you can bind bind models together so you can instantly see that oh shit, all of these are from the same planet or they're this this is the same army kind of. I like it. I like it. Uh, but first of all, all right, so what have you been doing? Hmm. Yeah, what have you been doing? What I've been doing, uh, I've uh, uh, built some uh, Tartarus Terminators. Okay, yeah. Uh, traded and bought stuff for my Sons of Horus. Uh, uh -huh. so I, I bought stuff at Godcon, and then I traded some Marines away for some Assault Marines. Uh, oh, shit, that's a good trade. So now I've like, sorted everything out, and I... I have the like the lid from the the Prosper box. I've like drawn boxes into it with units, and then put like all the bits for every unit in those boxes. Whoa! And, like trying to organize how to build it all. <laughs> Shit! So it's still this kind of space reaver thing with uh, but lo lots more uh, assault marines and destroyers and stuff now, right? Nice. And yeah, I only got reavers. I don't have any regular troops anymore. Oh, I'm yeah, like, that's true. Full-on Reaver. Yeah. But uh, how would you make the Reavers? Would you buy the upgrade kit or just convert them somehow? Or you just, like, random bits? Because yeah. Reavers, Reavers uh, like, what they're actually like, they're, they're like, they're op the opposite of a standardized unit. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, like, it says in the description as well that every unit of Reaver is... Uh, from the other ones so they just like they're like a war band that just sticks 
together and dust your shit and like, hey guys, I got my hands on this new backpack. You guys should try it out. <laughs> so they're, like, shit. they're super uh, super diverse, super specialized, basically. Or to make like each unit very unique and different looking from each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, like the with combi weapons, I will be using like really reinforced armor. Uh and like the Chaos Marine backpacks for Void Warfare. Yeah. So the idea of them is like that they're uh, like they land on outside of ships or in, inside with Dread Claws and then they just like melt uh, their way through. Yeah. Really reinforced give... armor to get, get protection from explosions. You should get, give them last cutters. <laughs> <laughs> Worst <laughs> weapon ever. <laughs> Um, I'm building my son's force. I've been playing a lot of uh, Hearts of Iron. Hearts of <laughs> Iron? What's that? I don't know what that is. Game made by Swedes. Made by oh. Paradox. It's like a, a grand strategy game. Yeah. So, like, is it, is it a board game or a? As a, a computer com- game. A computer game. Okay. The Second World War game. Ah. Germany. So. I've been really inspired to do more stuff with my iron hands. Oh, because it's playing panzer divisions, <laughs> rushing through through country. <laughs> it, it's been such fucking high intensity warfare. It's been insane. The the war in Russia is it, it was so yeah. intense. So is it like a strategy game? Is it like a live, or do you take turns, or how does it work? It's real time, and like you just have like. Uh, the world and then these little squares that are like divisions. Yeah. And then you just control them over like the entire uh, front line and you just... But, but uh, do you fa- uh, fight battles live like uh, Age of Empires style also? Real time just that kind of view and then when they fight there's basically just numbers like if you're in advantage <laughs> or disadvantage. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's fucking great. And I learned a lot of geography. Oh, uh, like, that's cool. Aliens always talk that they're going to like events in Townsville. Yeah. Now I know where Townsville is because I nuked <laughs> it three times. <laughs> Why would you fight against Australians? Oh, were you playing as the Germans? <laughs> so after I conquered Russia and after I beat China, yeah. Then I had to go to, uh, like the Pacific and uh, Malaysia and stuff, because uh, I got a lot of rubber and I need rubber to build jets, so I had to invade. And like I had to invade Australia because from there. So sorry, Australia. <laughs> no hard feelings. But <laughs> wait, wait, you were playing as the as the Germans or as the Swedes or who? I also conquered Sweden. Yeah? Were you, which country were you playing as? I think your audio is falling out because you haven't said that. Yes, uh, I'm playing as Germany. Oh, okay, my okay. audio fucking up again? I think so because it feels like I'm missing the first word of every sentence you say or something. Or every sometimes. To use, say activate and then it will pick up my voice. <laughs> Start like, every sentence with activate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I'm playing in Germany, so just lots of 
armor divisions he's flying through countries. Right now, I'm invading America. <gasps> Is it the final frontier, basically? I haven't beaten England yet. Those fuckers what? on their island. I nuked them. I've I've used like thirty nukes on England, and they still won't give up. And I can't invade, and they're just so annoying. Right are now, they I... sending uh, planes or something attacking you, or are they not a threat really? Them in the air war. It's nineteen fifty-five, and now I finally I had the upper war in the air war with France and England. Yeah. Uh, but I I almost uh, took all of Canada and I've invaded what I can only guess is like North Carolina or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it got me inspired for Iron Hands. He's super <laughs> for, brutal. World domination and Iron. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's really funny to play those games to get and get a like a point of view how a war works more like in the grand scale of war yeah and how like a single unit impacts the the war and like front lines it sounds pretty elaborate i mean very detailed so it's like it, you have to think so, about logistics and stuff like that so hard to get into like the first time i played it i started yeah. the game like oh i want to try this game that i got and then i open it and then i was like this is too much fuck this and then i just closed it <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play. I just want to attack. Click, click, attack. Yeah, it's just so fucking. Uh, like you have to decide how your divisions are formed out and what equipment they have, and then get a building factories, military factories, and get control of the air. And I had no idea how even like how to get air stuff going until pretty recently. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking immense. <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. Really nice. And as I said, like I'm in 1955. Yeah. I'm still not done. <laughs> the war is not over yet. No. <laughs> America. Yeah. And it, it helped that like El, El Salvador, I think, mm -hmm. totally sold out Central America. Oh. The, so, you, so you have the like dipl diplomacy and you get allies and stuff also, or? El Salvador was like, oh, the Nazis and the, the Japanese are totally conquering the world. Maybe we should join those guys. So, <laughs> like, they're a really small country in Central America. They're like, okay, we joined the Nazis. And then I sent, like, 50 divisions there. Yeah. Now, because, like, conquer everything. So, is Mexico Mexico yours? Against me. No, you, you didn't say activate. I can't hear what you uh, said. Activate. No, Mexico is not with me. They're against me. Ah, and so you can't take America from that side. And can you take it I, from Canada? The, the countries around El Salvador, then I can go through Mexico. But it's, it's yeah. such, such harsh fucking terrain. Like, uh, it's just jungles and warm yeah. and hard to get supply. Oh, shit. Uh, so it takes it. How, how detailed is the geography? Is it like when you're attacking it's pretty detailed uh, how it affects your combat it's like, it sucks attacking through mountains and stuff like that yeah because uh, uh, when i invaded america i invaded from alaska yeah there's just mountains everywhere and <laughs> so hard to get supplies yeah. but after a while um i conquered this island outside of the the west coast of canada mm -hmm. and i could get my airplanes in there to get 
air superiority and then I can just nuke them out of the way. <laughs> Aren't they nuking you though, or is it? I'm surprised that America hasn't invented nukes yet. Ah, okay. So you you managed to invent it. Maybe that. maybe I uh, yeah maybe I uh, like killed Albert Einstein before he could leave Germany. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Have you conquer, conquered the moon yet? Because we all know that <laughs> that's what the Nazis oh, yeah. did. That's the next step. After yeah. I conquered the US, I'm conquering the moon. <laughs> you have to get the moon first so you can la launch orbital strikes from there. It's the best position. <laughs> After I conquer the US, I'm going to have to, I don't know, like maybe I will just nuke uh, Britain back to Stone Age instead of actually invading them. <laughs> if someone just turned on the show, it's like, what the hell? This, what are they talking about? <laughs> no, you got you to gotta take over Mars because then... If you get an alliance with the Mechanicum, you'll have all the equipment you need to conquer Earth. Learn from the history of the future. Learn from the Emperor. <laughs> Man, I was doing some, uh, I was, uh, I just stumbled today upon like uh, some uh, uh, pharaoh like, called Ptolemy or something. And he had like coins with uh, the eagle clutching a lightning bolt. I was like, oh, right. holy fuck, the emperor of mankind. He's already <laughs> been there. He's been a pharaoh in Egypt. Uh, something like that, I think. Yeah, probably. I think, yeah, it, it was like a universal symbol for Zeus or something. The, the eagle with the lightning. But uh, I just thought it was cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you done anything else uh, heresy related? <laughs> uh, not really. It's the... Sorting my sensors. I haven't got all the parts yet, so I can't assemble everything. Yeah. And I just think getting in touch with people to send me some bits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me. And then I look some at. Um... What were you saying? No. Yeah. Tell me if you if you need some bits. I can check. I can check my bits box if there's something special. I'm so glad that the that there was some random dude that left a bunch of Chaos Space Marine things oh yeah that's that's nice yeah it's a lot to scavenge lots of cool chainsaws and stuff in that yeah and bolt pistols and... i guess you yeah, need to tri maybe trim away some of the arrows on some of them yeah yeah I, i'm not gonna use everything and what i'm using i'm gonna have to do stuff with yeah but uh, i don't know i also looked some at the the shadow wars rules they look pretty cool actually Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you build any more terrain for the club? The Armageddon terrain? Mostly all of it. Now I just need to paint it. Ooh. Airbrush painting. Yeah, boy. That's going to be cool. Uh, so are you also going to just, like, paint the entire Sons of Horus in one, one go later? or? Probably. Like, all the yeah. base colors. Like, I'm, I'm going to do all the, the airbrush work in one go. Whoa. And then I can just sit down and do the go to town on the details yeah because like the airbrushing thing is it can go pretty quickly if you get it systemized and just do a yeah. production line yeah yeah for sure uh i'm still struggling with my uh, four uh, ultramarine breachers from the mka course but i actually i did i did my first airbrushing since the course now uh to seal them, I think mainly. Yeah, I just I put on like a a varnish, um, 
And then I also started uh, fixing the shields. So, but that was fun. It was nice to start doing it again. All right. Get a feel for uh, get a feel for it. <laughs> but it's uh, it's good. Yeah. So that, that's what you've been doing. Continuing your ultramarines. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to finish those. Like uh, the main thing for me is Lincoln that's coming up. It's still yeah. quite far in the future, but I have some models I need to finish for that. And uh, I've ordered because I need to. The main thing is I need to do ten cacophony dudes. Um, oh yeah. Wait, where are you supposed to do them for the event here? Can't remember. No, I think for your event it was the plasma support guys. That's the main thing. Uh, I always have, try to have some new unit. Uh, yeah. But uh, but anyway, so I but I ordered uh, I ordered the Forge World uh, purple airbrush paints. There's like three of them. Uh, so I thought maybe I will try to to use them at least to I don't know I, it's a problem because I, I I want them to still look kind of similar to the rest of my army <laughs> so with the purple and stuff so I'll have to experiment a bit but uh, that means that I can't really start painting them until I get that order uh, and I hope it doesn't take too long oh yeah but uh, they can they can they don't mind being a bit individual I mean, the the cacophony are. Yeah, special, yeah, they should be. So they should be right. Unique shouldn't be that big of a deal. No, they should all have different colors. They should just be. <laughs> you mm. need to say that their purple is the perfect purple. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so that's yeah one thing. I I don't know. I've been making some terrain and also experimenting with some basing, but we're gonna talk more about that later. Uh, try to make these little hills with uh, some pine trees on them. And just mixed some PVA glue and sand, and just poured it on like a kind of a concrete. But it was a bit too, huh? You you sent me some pictures of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know, like, because I I had some sand, uh, which was kind of kind of coarse, lots of gravel in it, and that turned out pretty good. But then I I ran out of sand, so I just ran down here to this little you know playground. For kids because they're always <laughs> covered with that yeah it's just like these kids are on the like just on swings and stuff and i'm like fuck get out of the way and i just <laughs> very shadily took this little jar i just filled it with sand and just walked away like i don't know and i just i just prayed i prayed that i wouldn't catch any like that, cat shit that weird weird dude yeah, oh, look. weird dude at the... <laughs> what's that dude doing it's just yeah <laughs> Or just is he is it pervert looking for our kids? I don't know. Uh, so I hope I hope there's no cat shit in the sand because that could be also like. Just... <laughs> um, but I, I think this was too fine. It's just sand, so I mean it's not much gravel in it. So when I mixed it, it became very, uh, I don't know, like viscous or what you say. It's very light. So how did you do it? What what did you mix? I just. Poured PVA glue in a jar, added sand until I thought it was a good mixture, you know? So it's right. kind of this weird concrete. But I think because either there was too little sand or the, like, they, it was too fine, the sand. So it, was, it, it just it didn't really stick on top of... I had, you know, some uh, polystyrene as like a very basic shape. Uh, but it kind of just started running off and before it dried, you know? So it did, turned did out you, much... Um... 
Did you paint them afterwards or before? No, I didn't paint them. They're just sand colored. They just get that color, which I think is awesome because it matches the battle mat I have. I did the basing for the, the, the ruins here at the club. I yeah. took uh, uh, two different kinds of sand, like one coarse and one fine, and then I mixed it with paint and uh, uh, what's it called? Spack filler? Oh, okay. Spackle. Yeah? Oh. I don't even know what it's called in English. That's probably better than the glue because that's much more, I mean, that won't really move, right? It stays where you want it then, I guess. Uh, maybe but, I had But what, color. isn't that all colored gray though? Or so you have to color it? Paint as well. Uh, okay. it's plaster, it's called plaster. Uh, plaster. So, uh, because the thing is when, uh, when I did this before, like with PVA glue, yeah. uh, when you add sand and then you paint it, is that uh, it's kind of easy for uh, some stones to like get loose and fall off. Oh yeah. Paint to the mix before, then like beneath that, it's gonna be the same color anyway, because it's all mixed. Yeah, that's good. That's really smart. And, and that works the same way for, for my method because it's just the sand color anyway. So if sand falls off, it's sand underneath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I just need a bit more coarse, and maybe less PVA glue because it just, like a pancake, it just kind of ran out all over the table. I should get, make uh, some cuts on the, the base as well. Some what? Some cuts. Oh, yeah. So it sticks oh, the, better. Yeah, the, it will grip something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, but um, I, think, I think I can just add some more on top of the one that didn't really look so good. I'll, I'll get some more gravel and then I'll experiment a bit. You're playing around again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This time you'll have cops waiting for you. Yeah, exactly. There is, there's the pervert. Fuck! I'll throw sand in your eyes. <laughs> uh, like the Tass and Sons character. Oh, wait, who does that? Well, there's this character you can throw sand in people's eyes and make them think like blind tests. What? <laughs> like a psychic power or something. Uh, no, it's just a special ability. It, you know those like mind eater things that were that were in Prospero. Yeah, the psyche Nguyen or something. I have no idea how to pronounce They're that. They're dust or something. So he throws them at their their enemy. <sighs> <laughs> I love that. And you have to take a blind test. That's perfect. <laughs> but if we if you're wearing a helmet, what the hell? What happens then? gets in your Vox grill and you suffocate. Yeah, but they're like psychic dust goes <laughs> through matter. <laughs> but speaking of Thousand Suns, I actually played a game against Thousand Suns. Yeah. How was Can it? you imagine? Uh, how was it? Uh, yeah, I'll, should I, I'll, I'll give a short uh, rundown of it. So it was um, a, a, a co-worker called Leon Green. Is uh, active at the 30k forum uh, so we just said let's just play after work and I brought some terrain we set up this basic table just 4 by 4 and I think we played 1250 points um, so and we, we had talked before about our list so we wouldn't really have any very unfair or you know like oh, I'll take this okay that's cool because I'll take this and you know um, I think it was Such pretty a, cool so I had, a, I had my uh, I had a Legion champion actually leading, 
he had a jump pack and was with some assault marines. Um, and then I had a plasma support squad in a rhino. And the rhino had a, a multi-melt, of course. Uh, and then uh, I had a breacher squad on foot this time. And a contempted dreadnought with the assault cannon, carries, and the close combat weapon. And then... Shit, was that it? Oh yeah, no, I had three three jet bikes as well with one multi Um So I wanted, I didn't want to take any tactical squads because it's like fuck that. I'll take assault squads, support squads, and breachers, and just uh, also for him to try to because he hadn't played thirty k before, so so he could see some different things. And uh, and he had he had two big tactical squads. I think they were both fifteen or something, or maybe one was bigger than the other. I can't remember. Uh, he also had a Praetor, which, which was upgraded to like a mastery level two psychic guy. And he was with five Tartarus Terminators with an autocannon and I think two, chain, uh, light, two lightning claws and two chain fists or something like that in the squad. Uh, and he also had a, he had, it was kind of mirrored because he also had a Rhino with a plasma support squad. Um, and finally he had a, also, with uh, yeah, yeah, multimeter. <laughs> <laughs> and then win. finally, he had a Sicaran uh, Venator. So it's like, shit, what, what are you going to blow up without my Rhino or like my Dreadnought? I mean, that's like an overkill, feels like, you know. But then again, you and I, we know that Sicaran Venators, they never perform those fucking. <laughs> uh, so and we played the uh, mission where we had, we placed one objective in each other's deployment zone, and that was worth five points. So it's like, oh, if you get that, you win, basically. Um, and the speaking game... Of, speaking uh, of Sicarian Venators, I, 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 after I had Orth and shot at that Warhound and rolled double ones to hit, I've uh, never used it. Uh, it's kind of sad, isn't it, though? I mean... I haven't used mine for a while either, but it's because I think it's because I haven't painted it very well. It's like speed painted for an event. So I think I'll use my MKA skills to repaint it and then it will be rolling like crazy. It's going to kill everything. <laughs> it's going to one shot Titans. Just fuck that. I've technically <laughs> traded mine away with Christopher from the Ring University for my Medicine War. No. I still have it here. Yeah. Damn it, it's been... All right, continue, continue your, your uh, Yeah, so um, his Tartarus Terminators were also psychic guys. They had like one mastery level, I think. But that was it. So those were his only psychics. Um, and then the, because of Thousand Suns, he could benefit from some kind of discipline, you know, or a cult. I think he took more or less for everything to get the... Uh, uh, I think it's telekinesis, so everything had like a plus one invulnerable save. So they were like six plus invulnerable all over, more or less. But I think, yeah. I, I think he actually didn't take it for his Tartarus because they were only, or maybe he did. So they were like four up invulnerable instead of five up, which is pretty cool. And imagine like Cataphractory dudes with three up invulnerable. Ah, that, that, that would suck. But I, like, so in general, I think that the psychic, I thought the psychic phase would fuck me Totally. And then he didn't really overuse it. I mean, he didn't have every squad wasn't a psyker. And maybe he didn't optimize, you know, which squad gets which cult and stuff. 
but uh, it it wasn't really. I mean, you you pay a lot of points for it, so I think it didn't really help that much in the end. It wasn't. It didn't hurt that much as I as I feared. Yeah, uh, second powers aren't that bad. No, no, I, I guess not. I guess not. And you also randomize what you get and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, basically, but it's like so when, when, the, you, when you play uh, yeah? when you play Eldar and they have like twenty seven uh, dice. That's when it kind of uh, gets annoying. Yeah, and I think the most annoying or annoying, but I mean, is the psychic phase where you know one dude is like uh, rolling stuff, but the other is just sitting there like, huh? la 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 la. <laughs> You know, okay, I have 10 dice and I'm going to do this. You have two dice trying to stop me. Oh, fuck. Um, anywho, so on the left flank of the battlefield was basically most of the units clashed there, kind of. So he had his Terminator, some Praetor, and uh, uh, a tactical squad and a plasma support squad. And then I moved up with my assault marines. Uh, very offensively, and then my breachers were, you know, foot slogging behind them, and uh, my dreadnought advanced, and my jetpacks advanced. So that was like the left flank, uh, and on the right flank, the uh, uh, he had his venator, and I had my rhino, and my rhino was like trying to hide behind a ruin, basically, <laughs> uh, with my uh, plasma spot inside. Uh, and my idea was that because he had one tactical. I think he got the Warlord trait where one of his tactical squads could deep strike. He gave that squad deep strike. So I thought like, okay, they're going to deep strike on, his, on the objective in my deployment zone. So you can cap that. But I will stop that. So I'll just have my, I'll hold my support squad in the Rhino, just waiting here, hiding close to this objective. So if he shows up, I'll just kill him with rapid fire plasma. Uh, so on the left flank, it was like a big clash. Um, my assault marines, they jumped up and they got a lot of hits, you know, with plasma and stuff. So I, they were kind of depleted. And uh, I think I had two, two left with my champion. So it was like, oh, but okay, now it's time to get into battle. So do I attack his plasma squad? Because they're lethal. Uh, but I also had his uh, HQ squad, which was like a warlord kill. Um, and I managed to charge his tar uh, terminators with uh, my dreadnought. I should say his Praetor was also in Terminator armor and had like a force axe, I think. Uh, so my, my Dreadnought make it in, and then I'm like, ah, maybe I should help them with my champion and my assault squad as well. So like the remnants, they also charge. Uh, so I hope that together they can bring, bring down the Terminators. But it didn't really work out because, well, the, my champion, you know, it's like well, Phoenix Spears. Okay, it's AP2 on the charge. And, uh, you know, you get a few wounds, but he has an invulnerable save. And then a Praetor has, like, three wounds. So if you don't kill him the first turn, the next turn you have just a power sword and you kind of fucked. <laughs> but it was a co cool duel there. Uh, but my hope was, like, okay, but my Dreadnought with this close combat weapon is just going to smash some Terminators. And it did. I think it killed two of them. But then one of them hit back with a, uh, with a chain fist. Chain fist. Ooh. And he had to roll a, a six to blow it up, and he rolled a six. So it was like, ah, fuck. And that, that, really, that really hurt, because anything else would have basically at least tied him up a bit further there. So, but that blows up, and then my champion is kind of left in this shit fight, and like, ah, oh, I'm not going to make this. And, you know, he activates his force axe and just kills him. So <laughs> at that point, it looked, oh, this is not looking very good on the left flank. 
On the right flank, his Venator has moved up and has shot at my Rhino, but my Rhino has survived so far. I think... Fucking <laughs> like, Venators. It's crazy. I mean, the first turn, I don't think it could. The second turn, I had popped smoke and had like a cover save. And then, you know, third turn, I think he hit it and, you know, immobilized it, but it didn't blow it up. And I think it was until the fourth or uh, fourth turn he blew it up finally or something. But he had shot, he, he shot at it three turns before he blew it up. It was insane. It, I really laughed at that. I thought it was awful. <laughs> and um, uh, so the left flank, I, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, okay, this is not good. But I guess I should still push. But then I get a really lucky charge with my Breachers. So they attack his Terminators and Praetor. They run like nine or ten inches or something to get there. And also my jet bikes are like, they're also performing really good because they're like, he shoots at it with his plasma and everything he's got and they're jinking. And I think, you know, well, only of, out of the, th the three, only my sergeant survives. So everyone is like, oh my God, jink, jink, jink. And then, ah, dying. But he survives and he charges and kills the, the rest of the plasma squad, which was hilarious. <laughs> it was really good. Um, and uh, the breachers get into, Point. you know, a Jink is just so good. The, and... Yeah, Jink, yeah. For next edition, because it's just so, so stupid. Like, especially with like regular bikes and like Dreadclaws. Yeah. And like even a Charybdis, like, no, I'm just going to move from side to side and you're going to miss half <laughs> of your shots. <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense for all units to have Jink, maybe, but. Uh... It's very useful when you have it. <laughs> um, so I thought like, okay, well, okay, my breachers are attacking, they're charging, maybe I can finish off his unit. But then I almost did it, but he got really lucky, I think, with his saves. And then he countercharged with some tacticals, and suddenly the breachers were just overrun. Uh, meanwhile, my jet bike was killed by his rhino. So at this point, I, I basically only have a plasma support squad left. Uh, and at this time, he does Deep Strike with his tactical squad, but it doesn't come really close to the objective because he's scared of the plasma squad, so he, he just puts them uh, further away. Uh, so at the end of the game, I, just, they, I, I run up and I try to kill that squad, basically, to get some points for attrition. But uh, I can't, and in the end, he surrounds me and kills. <laughs> he kills uh, uh, everything. He tables me. Damn beginner's luck. Brrr. Yeah, Table yeah. By but, and, yeah uh, but it was uh, it was kind of cool because the it the the tide changed several times, so it wasn't really like he that he blew blew up my dreadnought. That was a really big thing. That felt like oh shit, that really put the scales in his favor. But then you know I I kind of fought back. But the only thing afterwards that I think I should have done is like the plasma support squad. They were just they didn't do anything for three turns, and I should have just use them for the advance they should have gone up and they sh and shot you know at his terminator squad because there they would have done some real damage uh and uh, you know i could have still taken them back and defended my objective at the end of the game but you know now i didn't even reach the end of the game so you can still go around in your rhino and take pot shots from within it with two guys oh that's cool yeah that's true i i should have done that um but uh but it was a cool cool little game and uh I wasn't I wasn't overwhelmed by the psychic thing. He threw stuff at me, and of course he killed killed some dudes. But it wasn't really 
I didn't really mind. Like I mean, that are offensive as well. Like mm -hmm. a lot of stuff is, or with I've been playing against this guy that's been running telekinesis, and they only have like one, like damage spell. The rest are oh, like, okay. or like levitates. So you can move quicker and stuff. So oh yeah, he, I think he had that one. I was like, Praetor, which was kind of cool. He just like flew up. <laughs> 12, 12 inches or something. like a an, an Aladdin carpet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I think, but like, like I, I think his Terminator unit got Iron Arm, and that I've played with that before. For for you know, you have one Psyker, and that Psyker gets plus three. I think it's plus three strength and toughness, or is it plus? Yeah, I think it was plus three. And you know, for one Psyker, it's like okay, but then suddenly you know. If it's a, a whole squad of Terminators and they all get toughness seven, what the fuck are you supposed to do against that? That's crazy. I don't know. So I, I it's it it can be really uh, unbalanced. I think sometimes with the psychic powers, but uh, hopefully. And then also he didn't really perils because perils are very bad for thousand suns. But you can give them kind of these upgrades to make it less some kind of spirit stone or something. What talisman they have. I don't know, but it was really cool. It was really nice. He has a very well painted army, and it, it was cool to play him. So I, I, I hope we can do this more often. We can advance slowly as he's building his force. Uh, Twelve hundred and fifty points, or what? Uh, where though? Oh, at at work. <laughs> oh, so nice. <laughs> I work at the university, so we just got we, after work. We just got one of the classrooms, so we're like, oh, there's no students left here. Let's, let's grab this one. <laughs> It's pretty pretty cool. I should just have the we're, terrain we're, there all the time. Sorry, what? Like, were people walking by and go like, "What the fuck was going on? What is that, this?" That's awesome. No, well, we actually had talked to some of our colleagues before, so we had a little audience, of, you know, four people or something that were watching, and they seemed pretty. They they they. I mean, they knew that we were into this, and they were like, "Oh, you nerds!" But they seemed pretty <laughs> captivated by it. I think they thought it was a cool game. Uh, they thought it was a bit. I mean, of course, the first time it's advanced and difficult to follow all the rules, but uh, mo they seemed they seemed to think it was cool. Uh, although most most of the time they were trying to get sneaky pics uh, with their phones of uh, of each other, you know, when they were standing looking at very intently at the models, and they were like, <laughs> took pictures and then they posted them on Facebook, like, "Oh my God, look, he's such a nerd! Oh my God, look there, he's such a nerd!" <laughs> and then in, in the middle of me and my friend were just standing there like the real nerds and just like oh, super focused on the battle. <laughs> but it was cool. So I hope I can do it more often. That's nice. Uh, might also get into some, uh, there, some escalation uh, uh, gaming in, uh, in Gothenburg in, uh, in uh, the end of summer for my ultramarines. We'll see. My, there are some gaming clubs here that I might try to get into. Is playing in Gothenburg. You just have to yeah? get get in touch with them. Yeah. A lot of people from Gothenburg at uh, Gothcon, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I need some I need some motivation to paint up stuff, and, uh, and that would be cool for my Ultramarines because they wanted to start at seven hundred fifty points or something like that. So you know, I just need to finish a few squads or something. Yeah. If I can, if I can paint twenty breachers and a character or something until then. I think I made a list of just two squads of 10 breachers and a praetor on a jet bike <laughs> alone. <laughs> but can you imagine that? What a dick. That would be like some elder, elder guy 
I mean, in 750, you won't have that much to stop a single guy on a, on a jet bike. He could be super quick and just attack from nowhere. I don't know. And uh, four up in save. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I gave him everything: Mastercrafted Paragon Blade, Iron Halo, and, and all of that on a jet but bike. Him, uh, as an Iron Hand, though, like toughness six and three plus in. yeah, that that's a motherfucker to kill. That's <laughs> oh, but I think that's all I've been up to for now. Um, Do you want to talk about some new stuff? I just saw today that the Thousand Suns uh, Dreadnought is available. Fucking sweet. Yeah? Does it come with that cool, uh, like, scythe arm? Or do you yeah. buy it? Yeah, it comes because with that. Is it just like a standard dreadnought? Or? Like the whole thing. It, but uh, it has psychic powers or something, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an HQ dreadnought with a force weapon. It's kind of like, why yeah. would you need a force weapon? Because they're usually strength 10. But like, if you're facing Mechanicum and you gotta fuck up, but and you can instant kill it. I think again. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I, I saw that in the recording. But yeah, he can. He has a force weapon. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Of course. So, so instant killing some Castellax and Mechanicum stuff. Yeah. Damn, those shoulder pads, everything. There's so much detail on this one. It's fucking great. It's a bit overwhelming. And then to think that the, the Thousand Suns actually have a Legion Contemporary Redknot before. I just saw you could buy the man, Mantable with all of them. Shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, like him and the two, two regular Thousand Suns Contemporaries. Oh, could you put them in a, in a, in a, like a talon anyway? Or how does it work? I, I, I don't know. I think I don't know if you upgrade him to an HQ or if it's just a regular one that you upgrade. I, yeah. I don't know really. I have no idea, but it looks cool. I think it looks cool. Uh, was that the only thing? Uh, some hob- Hobbit thing has been released. There's a Space Wolf contender also. I, I think that dropped since last. So that's kind of cool that they came out so close together. They they released tickets to uh, some grand tournaments at Warmer World. There's a horse heresy tournament, uh, okay. May twenty seventh to twenty eighth. Oh, are you thinking of going? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but that would be shit. That would be the real thing. So you're at Warhammer World, basically, right? And you're you get to play play games there, or yeah. uh, we'll see when I go there again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's some cool new stuff from Forge World. But then the uh, the uh, big thing is that eighth edition is gonna come to Warhammer Forty K. Yeah, so, and uh, how, yeah. How do you stand? Are you nervous? Are you angry? Are you like? Uh, are, or are you happy? I'm excited. I'm excited about this. You're excited. You're not the a. They, you're not... they put out seems really good. Okay, so you're not a doomsayer prophet like most. I don't know. They, because they fucked up the old world, everyone loses their shit when they release something Do new. new but, stuff. Uh, but 
it's not gonna change the, the the setting or anything. Like land raiders are still gonna be land raiders, and marines will go in land raiders. Mm. Like if they change shit that, if <laughs> they change it to like My Little Pony or something, then I would be angry. <laughs> but it's the same setting. Yeah. And future dudes in power armor will still kill other post humans. It's gonna be same thing, just played in a different way. Like when yeah. I started playing Heresy, I hadn't played since fifth edition, so that was two editions later. And there's a bunch of new shit. Like, you couldn't jink before. That's fucking, like, bullshit. And uh, <laughs> uh, didn't exist, like, charging shit. And there was no random charge distance back then. And, uh, like, this is a totally new game. And I just learned it and started playing it. And uh, I don't know. Oh, but I, I think that, I mean, because I think I, I started playing at 5th edition. And... So the, I don't think that the, the changes from 5th to 6th and 7th were at all as big as these changes. These are really, really but, big, I think. Yeah, the thing is that these are more uh, in line with 2nd edition. And like all the people, like the old timers at the club that I've been talking about, what they're like, yeah, Warhammer 40k used to be a great fucking game until 3rd edition rocked up because then that's when they changed everything mm-hmm. to... So you think they want to like the, go, the, the way they want to go right back now. to those rules, kind of? Kind of complicated and uh, like kind of hard to get into. So I, like a slimmer version of second edition. Because uh, it seems like it's yeah. going to be more like the Shadow War rules. And the Shadow yeah, War... Yeah, it feels in a way that they're trying to... I'm not going to say dumb them down, but like, yeah, make, the, make it more streamlined. I mean, make the... You know, instead of having vehicles with separate rules, suddenly vehicles will have wounds, so they're just like any other units and stuff like that. Um, Pretty much what they are right now. Huh? The... Much what what they are right now. That's, that's pretty much yeah what they are right now. They, they have like a, an armor value that is basically a toughness value, and now they have wounds. Yeah, but isn't it the thing that some weapons can't even hurt a tank right now? But it's going to be like that later as well. Like if you have toughness eight on a tank or toughness nine or toughness whatever, like you yeah. can't wound it with regular weapons. It's going to be the same thing. But is it like that now with the with the uh, to wound chart? Is it if you're double the toughness, you can't wound it or something? If you have like strength four, then you can wound strength uh, toughness five on fives and six on sixes and seven on sixes as well. But you can't wound toughness eight. But I thought it was okay. Uh, but then what, like is, four, what is four steps? Above. But what is this shit then? Because like Tim has been raging about that, kill a land raider with a last, or last gun. I don't know. Uh... I've seen more people rage about this. So because I thought you could always wound on a six or something like that, and that doesn't really make sense. That doesn't make sense, and but I don't really know. No. But, so but, okay, but like important thing is, so do you think these rules will apply to Horus Heresy, or is it just forty k? I think they will apply, uh, but I mean it will probably the update. Maybe we will have to do like our own if we want to play it. But it, the the big difference is just that like weapons have different stats, but like almost all weapons will be available in forty k, so you can play them from there and just change the movement values. For units, but that that's gonna be simple because there's not a lot of different units in 30k. It's just Marines will have this unit movement, 
and mm -hmm. terminators will have this and basic humans will have this yeah 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 i guess i guess but uh, and also because some say that no forge will will uh, write their own rules now they will stick to seventh edition and some say like well forge will has always said that they're not making rules they're just it's just an expansion for 40k but i mean th this will like won't this won't they have to change all of the units though for this like all of the black books are they suddenly out of date and uh you know the red my red books are they useless and uh, will you see what happens like whatever happens we're still going to be able to have post-human and post-human action like there, there's nothing gonna prevent you from playing horse heresy games it's yeah. gonna be different rules in the future probably and like saying that the black books are obsolete like the the, the rules in the first place is not the, the main thing about the black books it's yeah no that's true the rules have always been like pretty crappily done and not like really no, I guess I, I agree that the black books are, you get them for the flow. Uh, but I mean, I, I bought the red books, so I have those too, so I can play. I have all the rules for my Astartes, but those will be completely obsolete. Yeah, like the, I have the Legion book, the one that's up to date, and then I have the uh, the old red books. My red book is already obsolete. Like when I yeah. got it, <laughs> I guess that's not the a new one. So it's like, all right, well, fuck you too. I, yeah. just, I just got this one. Like, I, I think they could be a lot cooler with those books. Like, if you update them that often, then you should like, offer them for free. Mm. It's not yeah, the way you can, you can trade in your old or something like that. I don't know. But uh... it can work for Flames of War. Like, they released a book and then they were like, oh, shit, we need to update this because it's not, doesn't really work. So, these released new books and you got it for free if you had the old one. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. But I don't think we can hope for that, though. <laughs> but, okay, like, let's just take some few, like the few uh, bits of information we got. Uh, I just saw this. So, for example, movement. Uh, so they want to take away this, uh, that, like, for now, every infantry move six inches and jump infantry move 12 inches, right? So instead, every model, like a space marine will move six inches, but a terminator will move five inches. Right, awesome! I love it. It's like it's, it's like they take taken the best things from fantasy, the like the old fantasy system. Yeah. Like I really like the system in fantasy, but not really the gameplay because it's just boxes moving against each other and hacking and. Oh yeah, yeah, that's. But I guess yeah, because you can make it much more diverse. It's like, well, this guy should be a bit faster than this guy, but we can't make him jump infantry. Now it's like. Well, do you move six inches or do you move 12 inches? That's a huge difference. Yeah, it just adds flavor to everything. Just imagine that the Emperor's children will probably have like plus one movement on everything. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even consider that. So you mean like even, oh, shit. So legions, like the Death Guard could be like minus one or something. They could be five or... Adjust things to make like every, every faction more, have more flavor. And that's just mm. fucking awesome. That's a cool idea. I haven't, I haven't thought about that. But like the thing that... I, I get so angry at this, like, oh, we're going to make it much easier. Now you don't have to, because, like, uh, when you buy a, a unit, you'll just have to know the, the rules for that unit. But it's like, no, you're making it so much more com complicated, because now it's like, oh, this is an infantry. 
I know regardless of legion or you know or race, I know how much it moves. It's like, and I know that's jump infantry. But I was like, I have, you have to learn every freaking unit of your opponent to know, like, okay, because you want to know your opponent's uh, army as well, right? I, I hope that they will do like a lot of different uh, tabletop game systems will have started doing and introduce unit cards. Yeah, yeah, and I think there are. A, 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 at least for 40k eight units or something in in an army and then you can just have eight cards and then you have all like all the rules there for it like all the weapons all the special rules all the movement you don't have to look it up in a book all the time no i like i like that idea i like it a lot um that would be really helpful um but um anyway it's also yeah like the weapons well, the, the difference let's is let's just, just before that I'll just uh, for movement <laughs> I also I just see there running has been rolled uh, into the movement phase you can advance and then roll a dice to add that result okay and that applies to all models mm -hmm. um, but then like big thing if you're in combat at the start of your turn you can fall back fall back by moving away from the enemy you'll lose the ability to advance shoot or charge that turn. And crucially, enemies will be able to shoot at you. But this does, however, open up a vast advantage of tactical options for armies like the Astro Militarum, who will now be able to effectively deploy in firing lines, which each row falling back from any assault in good order, if they survive, while the unit behind them fires at the attackers. Go, like, that's, that's huge. That's crazy. Imagine playing against Tau or Astro Militarum now. I would hate that, Imperial Guard. That will be... You know, it's like, oh, I finally reached you in close combat. Now, now you're, now you're fucked. I'm gonna lock you here and then kill you. And then it says, no, I'm pulling back and shooting at you. What the fuck? I wonder if you will have to make a test or something, or if you can just do it. But I really like it because, like, there's so many times that uh, I've been charged, and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I really wished I had failed that leadership test. And like, since you didn't. Oh, because oh yeah, because you want to follow. Yeah. Because yeah, you should be able to control your own guys. Like if if you don't want them to be stuck there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can I can agree with that. But I, I I as as a player who's playing mostly an assault kind of army, this but, will make my yeah. tactics so much less effective. Because it's like uh, I, I like the way it works because it makes sense. But yeah, yeah. I like I that they that. need to they need to do something for the close combat armies because. Like people have been complaining that close combat is getting worse and worse every every edition. Like yeah. in fourth edition, if you charge a unit, then if you uh, kill that unit, you could like uh, your the the distance you move after the combat, you could charge another unit. Oh yeah, yeah, with consolidation. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of that's crazy. <laughs> Like now you like you get Overwatch fire, so it gets even harder for assault armies, and it's a random charge distance, so you might not even get into close combat. Yeah. So I feel like they, they need to do something for close combat armies. I'll just have to. Well, apparently the one who assaults you gets to strike first. <gasps> you just have to see one. Yeah, that's an interesting. And, and like they've been going through movement and shooting, but have they released like a an update on charging yet? <laughs> No, I don't think we know anything about that yet. Uh, I just have to wait and see. Yeah. I uh, wonder, where is the unit profiles, maybe? Do they talk about... 
<laughs> but that's just that they okay they so they've skipped there's no initiative anymore so wait so you will the the one who is charging always strikes first is that the idea but what happens what, what happens so. next turn do you strike at the same time then with everything like fists and uh praetors with the paragon blade would strike at the same time yeah, because i mean, I, they, I think they, they, i think that's not like, I think, not, yeah. not like they have forgotten about it they will have something made up for it <laughs> i just think that that's something that has been working pretty well now with the initiative set it's like but i, I can agree that you should do something like okay maybe plus one initiative to the one who is charging or i don't know uh Tim pointed this out very, very well that well, this fucks up for Emperor's Children players like me because it's like my only benefit of charging is like I, that I get plus one initiative and usually strike first. But now it's like, okay, so whoever charges strikes first. But well, uh, well, to, to wait and see what they come up with, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In, in fan, that's the way it worked in fantasy before as well. Like the one in charge strikes first. But what, what happened next turn? Who's. Do you strike at the same time then? Uh, it was initiative after that. Okay. But now, but we don't have initiative. What the hell? What the hell? Maybe it's based on your movement value. I don't know. We'll see. And, uh, but I remember they changed. I think they changed that to the, the last edition in Fantasy before they ruined it. Uh, that you didn't get to strike first when you charged, which, which fucked up like all the cavalry armies. <laughs> like Bretonian uh, guys with uh, lances and stuff would like charge into a unit and then they would be struck first, which is totally illogical. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> um, what about weapons? We saw some weapon profiles with like the range seems to be about the same as before, but okay, flamers, you don't have templates anymore. It's just an assault D6. So it's like... I'm, I'm so glad that they, they're removing templates because I think it's just a, such an unnecessary part of a game to spread your guys out to the maximum distance all the time. Okay, yeah, that, that bothers me as well. I agree with that. Um, but uh, okay, if it totally it's... ruins the feel because it, it doesn't look like they would move like that. It, like they wouldn't go around in like a maypole circle all the time to avoid blasts. Yeah. So I, no, I agree. And I, do, you, do you think it's the same for blasts, or will they still have the blast thing? We don't know. No, I think they'll remove the blast. Okay, but then how about scatter and stuff? Like, because like a barrage will that all, always hit now, but it's like D six hits. <laughs> like it won't always uh, hit. I, I guess maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like a D six, uh, but. Uh, it's been working differently in every edition. I remember when I started in fourth edition, you just, yeah. there was no scatter dice uh, as well when hit, shooting blasts. I think you just rolled like a, uh, or at least when you were firing directly. When you were using barrage, you used the scatter dice. But even when you were firing a blast without uh, barrage, you just mm -hmm. rolled to hit. And if you missed, it missed. And if you hit, you just placed the template. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I, I guess I that they will have something I, thought out about this. Like people are like, "How will this work? How will this work?" Well, you'll just have to wait and see when they tell you how it works. No, Nicholas, it's it won't work. They've destroyed everything. <laughs> everything we hold here. Um, the uh, well, I can understand. Okay, I can understand the flamer part. I, and um, 
And also, it's kind of cool with the AP modifier, like the armor modifier. It's like, well, instead of having... Yeah, instead of binary shit, like a power sword not affecting a Terminator armor at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Something. And if you're shooting at a space marine with a bolter or a heavy bolter, it doesn't really matter. Okay, it's easier to wound, I guess, but the save is the same regardless. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of strange because uh, it should be some kind of modifier, I feel. Uh, but I didn't understand it. So there's a, a, the last cannon. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't do one damage anymore so it doesn't cost one wound basically it costs d6 wounds which yeah. i understand is yeah. like for a vehicle it's like okay you hit a vehicle and then you can't just scrape up one wound if the vehicle has like 12 wounds or something i don't know uh but what if you're shooting at a unit so can now can one last cannon now damage like kill more up to six guys he, he shot does damage to one uh, one model are you sure yeah, just the way the Blade of Perdition was meant to be used <laughs> works. Because that's how it works in Shadow Wars as well. Like you hit, because you hit once and then uh, you did that amount of damage. The Like blasts ah. hit several times and then it can do, I think a flamer does uh, one damage, right? So it does yeah. like a couple of, like a D6 hits and one damage. So it does oh, okay. one damage to each hit. Yeah. But, but a blast, like a Typhon, would do like two D6 hits and D6 wounds as well to each okay. hit. So, okay. But so if, if I have a squad of 10 guys with last cannons and I shoot at a squad of Marines, it's like, okay, seven of them hit. Then I have seven. Do I have to do them separately? It's like seven guys. This guy gets how many, uh, da- how much damage? D6. I get three. This one gets one, this one gets five, or do you roll once? You think? I don't know. I think you roll individually. You think so? Because yeah. I mean, I, I understand why you do it for a vehicle because it makes sense there. Like, a last cannon should strip up. But, like, if you shoot last cannons as an infantry squad, that will just take a lot of time, I think. They're I don't know. Get instantly killed. Like, you, you, can, you roll one as a lowest, so you're going to kill like, any marine you shoot at. Uh, okay. But what if they have some kind of save, though? Like invulnerable save or something, maybe. Yeah, well, then you have to roll... As a Terminator squad. Yeah. So this Terminator is wounded three times, so I'll have to roll three invulnerable saves for him. Okay, he died. This one is just wounded once. I passed that one. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. But, okay. So it's good. You're positive to this. I'm a bit more concerned. Uh, because I, I like, I actually like the way it's working now, and I, I've been playing it for a while, and I think, I think it's fine. I mean, there are some small problems, but I think it's working. But this is such a big difference. So change, change is always bad, you know. Uh, I just think it's kind of scary. And another thing is like, what if this divides the community? What if there are some people who are like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. I'll, I want to stick to seventh edition rules, and suddenly it's like you can't play everyone all of a sudden. Hell? It's gonna, probably going to be like at an event and they're saying, all right, we'll use these rules for this event. And like if someone says, I want to use seven edition rules, like yeah. everyone already knows seven edition. So it's not going to be like, oh, shit, then I can't play because my army is like not like what, what are you going to say? Like your army is going to be the same. You can use it. Yeah. For... But yeah, but I don't think you can run <laughs> it's not like you can with several rules. But I don't think you could run an event with different rules additions at the same time. No, but time. that's what I mean. Like, if you go to an event and, like, mm-hmm. the, the organizers say, 
this event, we're playing seventh edition. Mm. Yeah, or, yeah, but I mean, maybe... like, no way, we want to play it because apparently it's the fucking tits. Then it's gonna be. Yeah, no, I, I, I like, I, 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 I like your positive attitude. I think, and I mean, I'm sure. Horus Heresy community is such a great community, so I, I, I think it will survive this as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just I mean, concerned like, that so it doesn't. Yeah, the game itself is not the best system. Like I played a couple of systems, and the system is not great. It's just oh. like that's not the reason I played either. Like I, I fucking love the models and the fluff, and the gaming side is more just like a, a fun pastime. Yeah, you're shit on you're right. and dice and kill shit. And it's not going to be any different with a new edition. It's still, that's what I mean. Like, superhumans are still going to kill superhumans. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get to roll dice and laugh. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, so we should, I, we, hopefully, we will be fine. Do you know, is this going to be launched like now in June or something? Or uh, Yeah, I heard June. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the, the, it's going to be a new edition for 40K and like, I don't give a flying fuck about 40k anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they can. They're they're fucking ruining their fluff, most probably. Uh, but it doesn't affect me, like, because 30k is an historical game. You can't fucking change it. No. So, well, they can, but <laughs> I mean, they have made some changes. But no, I I know what you're saying. If I was a 40k player still, then I would. Then I would probably be more upset. Yeah. But right now, it doesn't really matter because I stopped playing 40k like before the fucking bumblebees showed up for the Space Marines, which I'm glad I uh, left before I, that. I have to think, what are the... Uh, is it like the Centurions? What do you think about There's the bumblebees? The like the, the balls. There's oh, like yeah, a, yeah. A ball with engines. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, fucking... and lots of guns. <laughs> I abandoned ship like way before it really went downhill. Yeah. No, I, I'd like to keep an eye on it because I think it's kind of cool with like Primarchs coming back and stuff. Yeah. Well, did you hear about Magnus? Like, apparently he's uh, not in the game anymore because he got banished back to the warp like instantly. Okay. Huh. So you can't so you super play with cool him? model. And then in the story, he got uh, like uh, cast back into the warp by Gilliman instantly. Huh. So you can't use him anymore in the storyline, or? I know. It's pretty much like using Ferris in Heresy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You could. But, like, and that's the thing in 40k, they don't really have uh, a story. Like, if you base you base your army on something, like, yeah, I'm basing these uh, Kree guys on the racks, and then you play, like, a Tau guy or I don't know, Space Wolves because no one gives a fuck about playing your own faction in 40k. Yeah. So there's like no theme at all anytime in 40k so people can just bring whatever shit they want. Yeah, that's Quite true. Hard. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. It was always a problem like you were trying to have some kind of event or something and you always have to try explain like uh, well the orcs are fighting the humans here and, but there are some elder as well and some tower here and the, this world was a Necron world apparently so there's some Necrons who woke up. It was always like that's why you can only have fucking tournaments in 40k because you can't have themed events like with no. two sides fighting each other because it's always going to be fucked up like whenever i tried to do something like that back home is like okay we're playing a, a campaign and we need some players for this side and some players for that side 
And then someone's like, yeah, but I want to play with my orcs. Well, okay, they don't really fit in, but I guess we'll have to fit you in because like, we have to be nice guys and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And oh, I want to play with my Necrons and I want to play with this and that. And oh, fuck. it's just it's just so much better when you have like a consistent theme to run after. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It always felt very forced. We trying to make some kind of story up to. It doesn't make sense. Well, in 40k, you just don't give a shit anymore. You just take your space marine and fight this other space marine guy because <laughs> it's all about winning anyway. So, what does it matter? Well, they're going <laughs> to introduce three types of ways to play. So, you can play with anything you want, bring the models you like. Uh, or you can do uh, like uh, with points or a narrative, which I don't really understand what the difference is. Uh, I, I guess like the points is just regular way and the, the free play is just for fucking noobs who don't know how to do math, I guess. Don't know how to do addition. <laughs> how to do math? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, the scenario play, that's pretty much, I guess, what has uh, been in uh, a lot of threshold books. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they've had them in the black books. Maybe they have. I haven't really checked them that much. Uh, but like in all the Imperial Armor books, they had like these these battles. So like in, in Rax, they're like, all right, so if you want to recreate this battle, you set it up like this and put these models on mm -hmm. each side and fight it out with this objective. Okay, that's kind of cool. And it can be like, well, your side will actually be outnumbered. This is not an even battle, but you... Yeah, but yeah, they cool. have like an, an objective to reflect that. Yeah, I think that's cool. Or as well, uh, I've seen some guys playing at the club so that mm -hmm. all right, you only have one guy and you're supposed to face like waves of attackers. Yeah. I think it's, it can be a really fun way to play. It's like, it's not, but like, who gives a fuck about that anyway? So you, uh, you have to repeat that. that repeat that. You, you, I only heard it's not. It's not a tournament play. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, like, I, I, mean, I like the wave or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's basically just coming up with scenarios that aren't uh, like. Uh, oh, you didn't catch that. It's not symmetrical. It's just like scenarios that are based on events, which is, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. But it, I mean, it takes it takes that Forge will needs to make those scenarios to mm -hmm. play that thing. Yeah, that's true. I understand. Uh, or I guess I guess you could with or your friends. Yeah, with your friends, you could make up some kind of. Yeah, but okay, I so, mean, this is something you could have done before. This is just Games yeah. Workshop actually telling people, hey, you know what? You could actually come up with your own things. <laughs> These models are not only used to play, you can actually use them as toothpicks. <laughs> uh, okay, so to sum it up, there's a new edition coming. It will probably affect uh, Horus Heresy. Uh, Niklas says, be calm, wait for and see the changes. We're still going to be able to kill post-humans. Morton says, fuck, get off the boat. Sell your shit for quickly before the stock crashes. <laughs> Sell all your Forge World stocks. This is fucked up. Uh, I'm going to go over to, to that, I don't know, that uh, computer game Nicholas talked about in the <laughs> armies, of, armies of Nazi Germany, hearts of Nazi Germany. I can't remember. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, it's gonna be fucked. Exactly. It's gonna be fucking awesome. 
So should we take a musical break and then come back and talk about some basing tips? All right. Basing. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah. 
me up. Doesn't want me. Doesn't want me. All right. So during the break, uh, there are actually some news. Even some, more. Uh, some, uh, <laughs> what? I got to hear what you're saying. <laughs> even more 8th edition news. So uh, they were just released how psychic powers will work. Uh-huh. Yeah. It so seems... What, what, do you, what do you say? Aha, uh-huh, you read it as well. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to be like, oh. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think just uh, re- reading through this, that this seems better because it's more scaled down. So every psyker, instead of like having a dice pool and stuff that you have to share, every psyker will have like, oh, well, this psyker knows these two powers and he can do these, try to do these two po- powers every turn. Or one power or something. Yeah. And it's like taking it a bit back. It's just, okay, it's a, some kind of test. You have two dice, and then depending on the power, how difficult it is, you have to roll under the value. So, for example, every psychic will know smite, and it has a warp charge of five. So, I guess you take two dice and you try to roll five or, uh, or more. Or more. Yeah, more. Yeah. Uh, so, that will be pretty easy in this case. And then uh, the closest visible, the closest visible enemy unit within eight, eighteen inches suffers D three mortal wounds. Okay, so you can't choose. You, oh yeah. Uh, but then this one also has that if you pass the test on uh, more than ten, so eleven or twelve, then you do D six instead of D three mortal wounds. That's kind of cool. I think like you can pass the test, you can fail the test, or you can pass with distinction. And I. That's how psychic powers uh, worked in fifth edition, pretty much. But like, you have a different score needed for every power, which yeah. I think is awesome. Because in fifth I've... edition, you had uh, that you have to be below your leadership. Mm-hmm. Every psyker had like leadership ten anyway, so everyone yeah. has it all the time. Yeah, it wasn't really it's... exciting. This is much much cooler. It makes more sense. Like a, a difficult psychic power should be more difficult to get through. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like they, they, they keep saying, like, this is the edition you wanted. This is what you've been asking for. This is, this is fucking exactly what I've been asking for. With yeah, psychic. I agree. I agree. I think this is much better. This the power system that was before was just like uh, the same as in old fantasy. And like, you can take some good stuff from fantasy, but fucking the magic face, I always hated that thing. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That's why I fucking always played dwarves. It was like, Nope, ah. you're not gonna use psychic powers or magic. You're just gonna have to suck it up. <laughs> but what do you think for Horus Heresy? This mainly affects a thousand sons and maybe makes them less dangerous. I don't know. It says the new system, you will also have uh, each faction will have its own psychic lore. So I don't know if they will make it. Might give, yeah, might give thousand sons like one power or more powers from each uh, of the cults or something. I don't know. We'll see. I, I like this too. I think this is awesome. Uh, but it's only enemy psychers that can block powers. So if you're, if you're fighting Thousand Sons, you need to bring a librarian, I guess. <laughs> or just don't give a fuck about psychic powers and shoot him to death. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's also a good idea. That's, that's how I roll with everything. Like, yeah, if you face uh, white scars, you need to bring something to block them. If you face this army, you need some, something to counter it. My counter is always to be tough as fuck and shoot him with last cannons. <laughs> it works against everything. <laughs> Universal tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's the uh, fucking high-intensity warfare. Just shoot him to death. 
Take a beating. Motherfucking laser cannons. Damn. Well, um, so, uh, so that's that. And now we're going to talk a bit about basing your models. So maybe you put a lot of thought into which colors you're going to paint your, like which legion are you going to choose? Which colors are you going to paint them in? How will you do battle damage, weathering, stuff like that? But then, then what, what are you going to place them on? Are you just going to place them on like a piece of cork? Or are you going to well, do goblin green bases? Goblin green bases? That's, well, that's like the highest level of basing. But, uh, <laughs> New retro. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should do that for my ultramarine. Like super hot painted M MKA standard and then just goblin green bases. That's going to ah, piss people off so much. Like uh, red bolters with orange highlights. So. Yeah, I didn't do that. I, Matt, Matt Kane was, he was pressuring me into doing that. But I, I, I chickened out. <laughs> but okay, so uh, well, first of all, um, like, and let me just ask you: Well, how how important do you think the basis of of a miniature model in general, like an infantry model, like a legionary? How how much? Are pretty per, darn important. How many percent of the paint job do you think like the the base stands for? <laughs> Out of seven, how many? 25%. 25, yeah, okay. Yeah, 25%, yeah. definitely. Because uh, the, they, they're what the, ties your entire army first together and ties them down to like theme you have. Because yeah. how you base your models is going to determine how you weather them as well. Yeah. So if you do like Mars uh, bases, then you're going to have like uh, uh, red dust in the crevices and like scrape marks and stuff. Yeah. Opposed to if you're playing like a... In the or if you're doing like a, a jungle, yeah, yeah, like a jungle theme, then you're they're probably not gonna have that much dust. They're gonna be like more muddy and like uh, I don't know. You just, Maybe you, you just make them look like environments are fighting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What if you what if you have what if, what if each model had a different face? That would just oh, that would hurt. I think that would hurt your eyes. <laughs> I mean, you could have like a, you yeah. could have a you could have a squad of you know say death watch marines or something where everyone has a slightly different color but the base would still tie them together <laughs> whereas the yeah, opposite exactly. the opposite would work like if i if, if you had a squad of uh sons of horus that are all painted the same but they have different bases that would just ah that would fuck up my eyes i think yeah that's, that's what helps you tie together a force even if they look different like my sons of horus uh, are probably gonna have some uh like they're not all gonna look the same. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing like with Terminators contra regular Marines. Mm -hmm. Like if you base them the same way, that's gonna tie them together. Yeah. No matter. That's how a really cool idea. I think also for the sake of painting, you can create a cool contrast with your uh, with your base. Because, yeah. Um, it's really nice to add like a different color to the whole palette without putting it on the model itself. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have, say, if you have a white scar. If you're a white scar player and you have a like a white marine, if you put that on a snow base, I guess that's not going to really look so good in a sense. Because if no, you put it if you put it on a together. yeah, whereas if you put it on a Martian red base or just a you know really muddy brown base, that'll really pop, make the model pop out. I mean that's really cool. Uh, and you can add a little story to the entire, like, oh, shit, they're really fighting in the mud. You know, you have 
Death Guard, and you have, they're, they're mud up to their knees. I haven't seen anyone model. Wouldn't that be awesome? You just cut your models off at the knees, and you put them in, <laughs> you just stick them in this mud. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, they're, they're on Davin. They're fighting on Davin. It's in the swamp. Sentinels that he didn't have feet for, so you just put him on a base and then did like a water effect on the base and make it look like a swamp. Oh, so really? Swamp. Fuck, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Damn. Uh, <laughs> you just have like a head. <laughs> I'm gonna have like a water. They're on a water planet, and all you can see is the top of the helmet. <laughs> a little, little scuba gear or something. Oh my god. <laughs> so how how have you based your Empress children? Okay, um, so for my first children, I, I went for a, it's kind of a grayish gravel base. Uh, what I do is that I, I start by gluing on some, um, some small decorative rocks. You know, I, I bought some from some store. You know, usually if you, if you buy candles, they all have this kind of sand and, and stones and stuff. I think I bought aquarium stones, though, like for, for the bottom of aquarium, because they were like a good size. Uh, and I, I take PVA glue and I glue that a bit randomly on the base. Uh, and then after that, I put, I take some of the games workshop texture paints. So I put that on top, which is, you can just as well, I guess, uh, have PVA glue and sprinkle sand on it, but just to get a bit uh, like the finer texture. Uh, and then I, I spray chaos black and I dry brush from there. So I have, I take Dawnstone and then, uh, administrative gray, I think the lighter gray. Uh, and then I add some uh, grass tufts uh, and I started adding two kinds because I have some from Games Workshop that I kind of like, like this uh, grass that has died a bit. It's kind of yellow with a little green in it. And then I have another one from Army Painter, which is just very dead grass. It's more brownish. And I think that, that just having two kinds of grass tufts gives a lot. Uh, and then, well, now I started also adding snow on top of that. But we can talk about snow later uh, as a separate thing. How about you? How do you do your... My iron hands are rolling over a world of dust. Yeah. They've crushed their opponents. Yeah. Like, it's got like a, a beige gray dust sand. And then that's, I use the same color to weather them and weather yeah. my tanks like all over the tracks and the lower part of the, the vehicles. So it's like a, a beige dust. Nice. A little bit of dead grass here and there. And I used cork as bigger stones. Okay, cool. So how do you do? Do you also, do you take PVA glue and sprinkle sand on it or use some texture paint? Yeah. Spack sand. sand. Uh, no, not on these guys. I used to do that. I actually did it. Speaking of mud, I used to have a Death Corp of the Krieg army. And on that, I used spec filler uh, yeah. as the mud. And then I stuck some gravel and some grass and then sprayed it so that it, it will be like one big mush of, of mud. And then I painted it nice. brown and just splashed mud over the, the guys. Oh, nice. That's really cool. I, I like when you use a brown... Uh, like that, and then you add you know, like a gloss varnish to it, so it looks wet. That can look really dirty, I think. I like that. <laughs> um, and what are you thinking for your horse? Are you going to do something different? I don't know, because I plan on using these as a, like a boarding force, so yeah. maybe I would do like a, 
spaceship, but I don't know if I would buy bases or because I already have all these bases. So maybe I can make them myself, but I don't really know where where to start. Yeah, that's good. Let's take a little, let's jump into Soul Mortalis for a moment. Like, um, I guess you could buy some plastic card and small, just like trash that you find you could use for that. I was uh, thinking that, but then like, uh, it would be kind of hard to make them look uh, good around the edges, I think, because it's kind of hard. Like, do you want it to be all the way to the edge? And then you're going to have to cut them like in a perfect way mm. to not make them look like a small child made them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen people have like ro rods and stuff sticking out over the, the side. And that doesn't really, I think that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but, and also I've seen a lot, like uh, you should buy this old clock and uh, disassemble it and take all the cool cogs and stuff inside. That's perfect for, for that. Uh, but then again, so then the alternative, you have the Games Workshop that released these uh, red... Imperialis. Yeah. Uh, I actually w bought those. And I have, so for my Emperor's Children now, I, I actually used them. And then I, I did my normal routine on top of that. So I added some gravel and texture paint uh, to hide some of their detail, but still have some of it th showing through. So it's like you know, you're maybe on the outskirts of a city, an old city or something, or it's just like been damaged a lot. I think that works pretty, pretty well. Um, and I think those are really go good, uh, the Games Workshop bases, because, well, they're a bit limited. I mean, they're a good price because you get a lot of them, but then they're a bit limited in that uh, they, are, they you repeat the same patterns. But if, yeah. you, if you modify that, I mean, you could, you could buy them. I think you should buy them and then you should add as you thought like add some extra things on, on top maybe could make them really cool because i know jens uses them for his uh, night lords and yeah really good. yeah and yeah, like think... they're they're good value like if you look at other companies and then uh, compare the prices like games workshop is actually really uh cheap like yeah they're really yeah. cheap now i saw I think that I bought, is it, is it 30 or 60 bases in one of those boxes? And it's not very, it's like, I, it wasn't uh, very, very expensive. Yeah, but like, I think you have to buy uh, one for like 32 millimeter and then another set for 40 millimeter or something. Yeah, and that's a bit fucked up because 32 is good. That's no problem. You get like 60 bases. It's, it's awesome. But if you want Terminator bases, you have to buy 40 millimeter and like 25 in the same box. So like what the fuck am I gonna do with 25 millimeter bases? Yeah, it's really, really strange that they put them together like that. I don't know. But uh, find someone who plays uh, militia so you can share with. I mean, you're gonna make some militia, right? You can use that. They're not gonna be in the city, they're gonna be in the jungle. <laughs> Maybe I can buy them from you. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, confessions, I think I'm gonna make some uh, use some for uh, for shadow war. Ah, oh, that's a good idea. Uh, are there rules for confessions or just like militarum? <laughs> yeah, there's actually rules for like uh, Cadians, confessions, and Steel Legion, I think. Oh, uh, because they they they're pretty much the same, but they can level up in different things, like different skills. So cool. the the Katashians have like no shooting level up skills, but like all the muscle skills. 
Can that's awesome. Like a skill that you can throw opponents. Like if you win in close combat against them, yeah. instead of uh, hitting them, you can throw them. <laughs> so imagine like these catastrophes like on up on those walkways. It's like yeah. throwing the Terminator. Like, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe if they get together, like several of them, you grab the arm, I grab the <laughs> Woo! Just yeah. fling him over. That's cool. Hold That's the cool. metal catastrophes and, and do like a small. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do that. So what, what would you base them on? <gasps> like, I guess Shadow Wars is mostly fought in these uh, walkways. They should have like some mortalis. That is true. Mm. But I mean, it would look kind of strange if they had this jungle. Yeah, fuck yeah, you're right. Maybe I should get the, that pack with Terminator bases anyway. Yeah, yeah maybe you should. Yeah, like, then I will have so many bases left from like the Prosper box. What, what am I supposed to do with all these? Oh, that's a problem. I have that problem also. I don't, I don't know. You can make objective markers. Maybe use them for some terrain. I don't know, the round bases. It magnetize every model's foot so I could have like uh, some Mortalis themed and city themed and an outdoor themed army at the same time dude that's i think that's that's an awesome idea actually next level shit man whoa you you blew my mind there i mean that's that's really fucking cool and it wouldn't be that hard to do either (laughs) now i just drill some some holes well yeah drill a lot of holes whoa Dude, and that ah, oh, that's so, so nice because you could just like ah, oh, I'm not, I'm a bit tired of this base now. I'll just switch to. I always feel like that because when I when my emperor's children are like fighting on some mortalis, it's like oh, okay, why are they walking around on snow bases? You're in a spaceship. It takes away yeah. some of the, uh, you know, the imagination, you know, the immersion. Uh, the question but, is like, uh, what, what okay, but that's so because yeah. city bases are good because you fight a lot of city fights in uh, Horse Heresy, and even if you're hmm. you're not in a city, then it's kind of. But with bases, how to do yeah. like uh, bases that fit for a lot of uh, a lot of battlefields? Yeah, that's a good idea. Because I... as you said, snow base is pretty. Uh, it's kind of set to one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same with like Mars bases. If I don't know, like a green planet with Mars bases, then that's gonna, uh, it's not gonna fit in very well. So that's one of the things I was thinking about when I based my Iron Hands that like beige is a good color because it fits in in a lot of places. Yeah, that's true. That's smart. It fits in like in city fights mm-hmm. and like outdoors mm-hmm. and kind of indoors as well because it's just like kind of dark and just. Yeah. Color. Definitely, like all kinds of uh, beige, beige and brown and anything around that, like sand, sand and dirt and dust. That w- that would that would fit in most, I, I would say. Uh, and then you could have the extremes. You could go to like lava, which looks awesome on like yeah. salamanders, and you could have <laughs> snow. I guess space wolves is cool, and uh, maybe a desert theme for mechanicum, uh, like the red sands. Uh, yeah. But it would be a problem. And I, I, I think that's like a, that might be a separator also. I mean, either you, as you said, you want it to look good on any table, which is nice for gaming, or you just skip that and take like, what will make my army look, look the coolest? Just out of a painting perspective. Yeah. And also your steam. Like if you based your iron hands around uh, Istvan, then you, you want like black sands. Yeah. Black sand. Urgal depression scheme. 
no, it's, I, I think, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, and there's no rules. You do what, do what you want. But I mean, uh, well, then. Yeah, you can actually use any basic one as well, because that's what Games yeah. Workshop said. So I'm going to start oh, putting wow. my, uh, my Marines on these like, uh, sorry, like uh, 80 by 60 <laughs> oval bases. Oh my God, like the flyer bases or something. <laughs> you, you said it, Games Workshop. I mean, what if you what if you put a squad of ten on one of those bases and then you just had wounds? But then you yeah, then you're like a fantasy. Some, uh, I, I actually saw uh, maybe it was a uh, themselves that put uh, Medusa Morals like several of them on yeah. one of those bases. Yeah, you could make some really cool like a shield like wall. Oh, cool in one sense, like a di diorama, but maybe not so good when you're playing. It's like I'm gonna try to fit them through this doorway. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a fantasy. Yeah, but then if you want your army to fit any table, you could go for clear bases. Uh, I've never seen clear bases in real life. I've only seen them in pictures from Dan Anda. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it hasn't reached uh, the northern hemisphere. It's just, just Australia, Australia. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would also like to see it live. I understand. I understand the idea, and I think it's cool because it, your your army will look good on any table. But then, for me, I think that making the bases is kind of a, a big part of the model, and I think it's kind of fun to do it also. Because you could do like ah, oh, you could just add a little, you know, helmet of a dead Iron Hand or some other legion on your base, or yeah, you can, and, <laughs> can add a lot of uh, detail and a lot of uh, uh, just character to your army. Yeah, a lot of gore. I mean, yeah, especially, yeah, and on your uh, HQs or something, you can add a lot of uh, crazy stuff going on on their base. Uh, I have yeah. a lot of blood and gore on my bases. Or not a lot, oh. but I, I have some where there's like a, a hog. Q and Games Workshop bases. Have you seen those character bases that they made? They're like totally bananas with like a huge pipe. and like Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really understand. They felt a lot, they felt more fantasy in a way, I don't know. I guess they really released yeah, like the, fantasy, the, but... the main guy standing on this huge pedestal, like lo looking over his army. <laughs> kind of. Um, like, maybe nah. for a painting competition, but like you have yeah. a, you're on a, yeah, in a forest planet, for and, you're, and your d main dude is like always standing on a pipe. Just yeah. the pipe is just going around everywhere. Mm. Great, but like I, I would never use those bases. No, I I have an idea for. I want to make a praetor for my emperor's children, uh, and I I wanted to make a base where he's standing on a top of dead marines, like a pile of dead marines. You think that would that work? <laughs> yeah, better than a pipe. <laughs> do you think, how many would I need to make it look cool though? It'd just be like ten dudes. <laughs> just take bits <laughs> and just put them, glue them together. And maybe I don't know. Maybe this will look like shit. Maybe I should make. I don't know. I thought I'd just put. Like on a 32 a millimeter down. base? Marine on that base? Like, how, you're going to have to fold them together. Yeah, but they can. I'll cut them up and glue them together somehow. Yeah, in Tartarus armor. So you can have a 40 millimeter base. Yeah. Or you true. can just put them on a 40 millimeter base because you can use whatever base you want. 
Yeah, but that's a good point. Maybe I should, even though I put him in artificer armor, maybe I should use the 40 millimeter base just to make, I don't know. Do you think, would you, would you, would you mind that? No. Like, what's, what benefit, if, maybe, uh, low thing that the, the death card had with their sights, that like every model could take a hit. Ah, yeah, yeah. But they got rid of that anyway. So it's just like, if you're in base contact with someone. Yeah. I think it is a, if you're in base contact with more than one model, you get a, another attack now. Oh yeah. So, but so I, long as you're like not using it for benefits, then yeah. it doesn't really matter. I guess Emperor Sylvan, if I give a, give him a Sonic Shrieker, everyone who is in base contact gets minus one weapon skill. Ooh, so that's kind of game in a way. She's ball, Morton. Ah, uh, well, back to the drawing board. Maybe <laughs> Barter's armor. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to because I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of have an idea of the models you use and stuff. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe you can make some artificer armor and call it Tartarus armor. Ooh, proxy. <laughs> he's, act, uh, he's actually in, uh, in cataf cataphracty armor. <laughs> what? Tartarus armor is just like, just a refractor field and uh, an artificer armor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And if you that's... have him on a forty millimeter base, then like it's gonna be a lot easier to believe in. But I'm I'm gonna give him an iron halo, so he's better than a than a Tartarus armor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, any other? Okay, so like, what's available for basing? Just just really quick, like yeah, Games Workshop, of course, released all of their uh, texture paints, which I think are pretty good, actually. I, I use them a lot. I never um, use them. And I, I want to base my ultramarines now. So I thought, okay, they're nice and uh, regal blue. I wanted some kind of contrast, so I thought I would go for Probably some... green. <laughs> Should it... I guess red is the best contra contrast, but I wanted to go for some beige, like a desert feeling. And that works yeah. with the, the oils that I use for, uh, for weathering on the legs. Uh, so I bought these Games Workshop paints, you know, that crack up. It looks like dry desert. You know which one I talk about? Uh, no, I, I, I've never used the technical paints, no? like the, the basing paints, and I don't really know them. So sorry. Uh, there, there are some called like uh, Agrelan Earth and Agrelan Badlands. So you paint them on uh, quite a lot. And then when it dries, it cracks up and looks like a dry desert, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so I've seen cool. them. But yeah, but then I also bought one of these kind of brown. It was like sterling mud or something. I want. I'm not sure. It, for now, it looks the contrast is, is too big, but I'm gonna try some washes and some um, dry brushing on top. Uh, All right. But the good thing with these paints is like, uh, well, I mean, you, you you just slather it on, and then when it dries, you dry brush it, and it looks good. Like regardless, it's maybe not the best, but it it sure as hell is good enough. I would say. Uh, and uh, considering making snow bases for my sons of Horus. Oh yeah, that would look cool against them. So, Games Workshop also released Snow Valhalla and Blizzard, and I I think I've no, seen yeah. it live. Uh, yeah, it's like I don't know. It looks I think it looks a bit like PVA glue that hasn't really uh, dried enough. Yeah, I think snow is pretty hard because there are so mm -hmm. many different ways to do it. So many companies do different kinds of 
snow. Yeah. But uh, I found a good, I found best. a good, I found a good tutorial online of just the dude who was like, "Well, this is like baking powder and water. This is baking powder and PVA." And he tried all kinds of stuff, uh, and also, so I looked at that, and that's why I ordered. I think it's Woodland Scenics. Their snow. So I have like a huge bucket. You can you can get snow from me if you want because it's huge. all right. <laughs> I will never use all that snow unless I do a board with like a ter terrain piece. But nah, uh, baking soda for my like a flames warm you did for yeah. snow and just yeah. like mix it with PVA and then just add a layer upon layer and then to finish it off I just sprinkled more on top of it. Yeah, I think that's a good uh, idea. Get loose, kind of. I used to have to like seal it pretty well, and yeah. I heard that. I heard that baking soda can like turn yellow after a while. Uh, I guess yeah, I guess so. Uh, I think and with this also, I mix mine with uh, I think it's like water effects or something. But you could do PVA. I think it's a bit of a difference. But but uh, so it's all about ratio. If you have more water or more liquid than snow, it looks like the snow is melting kind of. And that, that's cool. I mean, you might want to have that. And then, as you said, you could just sprinkle on top if you want it to look like just powder snow or... I don't know. It's kind of cool to play with. Uh, but yeah. I, I think it works pretty well. Although my, I haven't sealed mine. And I think, like, <laughs> when I played on your Soul Mortalis, I was like, it looks like they were dropping cocaine behind them. <laughs> because they, pieces ah, it's, it's not even snow that they're finding on this. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's my newly based army. Uh, 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 they it invaded this entire planet made of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> like, like in the universe, there has to be a planet made of cocaine. <laughs> cocaine is major. <laughs> I love in it. In the universe. And they just stuffed their pockets and like, yay! <laughs> We're going to make a campaign playing over that, I think. And, and Oh, and for the board, I'm just going to pour an entire jar of baking soda. And we can just, the, the models are just moving around in it. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Uh, uh, how do you do? Do you place, do you glue your models to the base? Or you put on the, the like, the structure? Uh, yeah, I usually glue it onto the base. And then I spray the entire model and the base. To get it all covered, yeah. and then I paint the base, and then I glue like grass and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But iron model together when I painted it as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. But for my ultramarines, I, I thought I would do the bases separately because I won't. It will be a pain in the ass if I because you know I will spray my ultramarines and stuff. That will. I think yeah. If you're airbrushing, I guess you need to do the base separate. Yeah, uh, I'm probably gonna do the same thing now after yeah. MK. Yeah, no man. <laughs> <laughs> but what? Uh, so then, do you, if you put this some texture over the entire base, how would you glue the model onto it? Because I guess like super glue wouldn't really do a good job. Or would you do PVA glue? Well, I might be using magnets. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I guess pinning would be the best. But if you, I I don't care for drilling so much. <laughs> but you, I guess you could also leave like spots for the for for the feet like some little holes on the model so you can still super glue it to those when you're done or what do you think yeah um i think painting is always going to be the best option though like if you're doing them separately you think that's you know the best 
yeah otherwise you yeah. might rip off the basing if you use glue on even if you made like a hole and then it didn't get stuck uh that much to that area maybe it's just like the the heel or something and then the yeah. majority of this glue to the basing material then it might like rip off so yeah. and i have to drill buddy Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well i guess you could you could finish your model you could airbrush and paint your model and then you glue it to the base and then you do the basing because you could add that around and yeah when yeah you, when you when you dry brush it doesn't really matter end up on the model because you kind of weather it at the same time to match the base yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see uh, but i mean it's easier uh and then just to finish it off it's like you do you have you ever used some grass to, to decorate with some tufts Tufts, uh, most of the time, actually. I, I add actually both tufts and that dead grass thing. I, I really like tufts. Yeah, I think so too. It just adds a little, it's awesome. Uh, what about, um, I think I, I've tried, I like, I mean, the Games Workshop grass is okay, but they have a little white base that kind of shines through when you glue it on. I don't like that. The uh, uh, Army Painters tufts. Yeah, I use them as well. I think they're much better. And speaking of which, maybe I should buy some new ones. I only got a couple left. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm doing snow theme, I don't need that many. No, that's true. But it looks awesome if you have some of them and they have some snow on top. I think that's really cool. Tufts are awesome. Get some tufts if you're doing some outside dudes. Yeah. Um, we do you, do you, what about the rim? The rim of the base, do you paint that or do you leave it black or? I paint black afterwards because I always spill some paint on it and then yeah. paint. Uh, you can do them. <clears throat> Whoa. You can do them uh, different colors. Uh, like a brown would also work, but yeah. it just gives the whole army a different feel depending on which color you do. Like you could do whatever color. Yeah. Uh, uh, the base like what is, is what am I even I don't know like I don't know what point I'm trying to make but uh, you can do them different colors to get different to add different colors to the, the entire palette of the entire model yeah it's a good way of getting a contrast and stuff like that I think yeah. it's uh... Maybe if you're doing a really dark base, you could do a lighter rim to... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I paint my rim uh, uh, gray for my Empress Shibra. But Dude. I think yeah. I might ha have it black on my Ultramarines just to make a cool contrast, like a... Here they are, motherfucker. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll make some experiments and we'll see in the future. <laughs> uh, and also uh, a comment on that is that like, if you have a black rim contra... A rim that's colored. Yeah. Uh, when you have it black, it's gonna appear more like a plate piece, and if you have it painted, then it will blend more into the the surrounding. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Or uh, snow bases. If you had, when you have a gray rim and play on a snow table, they're gonna blend in more with the mm -hmm. table than if it would be black. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's up what what you prefer in the end, I guess. Or there's no. Depends on what you're after. It's totally uh, like individual preference. 
Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, can you think of anything else we're basing? Not really. Like it, some, it mentioned some other, uh, I think MicroArt does bases. Yeah. They look really good, yeah. but they're, they're more expensive than Games Workshop. Mm -hmm. they... You can use uh, green stuff or some other uh, putty that you like use as a mold also. Oh, yeah. Just push. You can use that like, green stuff roller thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the Thousand Suns guy, Leon, he used that. That looks really cool. All right. Like all uh, white marble with hieroglyphs and stuff. That was cool. Really good idea as well. Yeah. Uh, plastic art, if you want to make some crazy stuff. Yeah. Just, I think you should add. You can use, um, ah, this, uh, I like when you add some barbed wire or stuff like that. Also, it can look really cool. Like you're on a really grimy battlefield. Well, yeah, that's the thing also. If you have, say, a dreadnought or something with, that kind of base a really big one then you have the opportunity of or like a flyer base then you really you can go to town and do all kinds of stuff i think on your base yeah i'm not a huge fan though of people putting too much things on their bases no uh, because it takes it away from the from the battlefield kind of it just kind of looks weird when they're like dragging around these things like you said with the barbed wire it's nice if you have like small details but they're like up to their belly or something and they have like so many things and they're all like walking around with it and they're it looks weird when they like move these pieces yeah that's true like Can i have I... a flying piece and there are some dead guys lying under it so they are always flying around with it yeah so you just gotta make uh, the base make it blend in wherever they will be yeah i say make it stand out so it looks cool yeah. when you when you go for best painted that's yeah. <laughs> In Flames of War, you have more room to do stuff on your bases, so each base is more like a diorama. So there's, oh, like, cool. like if you would do like ruined cities on it, and then like each like base would be like a small ruined building, then yeah. it would look super weird when you're like moving around this grass field with these buildings. It just looks like there's yeah. a small town moving. I agree. That doesn't make sense. I agree with that. And that, especially on in land into the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Especially infantry should be, you should be a bit careful so it doesn't overwhelm. Yeah, but you could totally do like a, some kind of diorama thing for bigger bases. Yeah. That's a, a great idea, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Just make a display board with like little slots for your guys to fit into or something. Uh, I think that looks awesome. Make a display board. But I don't have that many bases. I just have tanks. It's just going to be like, oh, I put my tanks in there. <laughs> But I've seen people put their tanks on bases, though. Easy you... people. Maybe it'll be on bases in next edition. You will... Holy fuck! Square hey. bases. All infantry will be on square bases. In yeah, there. tanks will go back to square bases. Yep. Like, back in second edition. <laughs> Dreadnoughts will be on square bases. Or maybe a new <laughs> kind of base, like a triangle shape, or hexagon, or octagon, or... Triangle bases. <laughs> It's perfect because everyone only has three sidings. <laughs> Every tank has. Is it your left front, front arc? Yeah. <laughs> front, uh, front arc and front arc. <laughs> it's fucked up.
So will one of them be the side arc? So you have front, side, and rear. But you never know which one is which. Possibly, yeah, possibly. I have no idea. Roll a d3, which side facing is this? It's a magical time we're approaching. <laughs> Get out while you have time left. Leave the hobby now. <laughs> uh, so I know you have to, to go soon. Should we wrap up this episode? Wrap it up. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We'll be back in uh, like around a week again, like usual. Yeah. What's, uh, is there something cool happening until next time? I guess no, no big events happening before that. Not for us at least. Get some games in with your uh, coworker and talk. Yeah, about I'll try. That. I'll try. The problem is that he's super busy, so it's like, ah, uh, I wouldn't mind just leaving this stuff at work and have like one day a week. It's like, ah, uh, it's just or we don't even. We'll, we'll just get some room that no one is using uh, and just have the terrain there all the time. It's like, oh, dude, we'll have a fifteen-minute coffee break. Let's run down there and just roll some dice. And like, Fuck that. That would yeah. be cool. <laughs> Secret nerd room. Yeah, and I'm also being a bit of a lore guard. To the guys who were watching, like, yeah, come to my place, start an army here. Here we go. <laughs> First Marine is free. Yeah. <laughs> no, but actually, we might have a painting night. Uh, we, we, I've done that before, where I brought some of my co workers home and I just gave them Marines and, like, here, paint them, do what you want. Nice. It's like some of these, you know, basic snap fits ones. Uh, and they thought it was really fun. I mean, the results were <laughs> not really good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had to buy, I, I bought some of the really cheap uh, uh, brushes because I was like, no, fuck no, you're not going to use my Windsor and Newton, super expensive one. Uh, and they fucked up those brushes. They, they looked like <laughs> shit. I don't understand what they did. It's, I actually bought some new brushes yesterday. You did? Yeah? W yeah. What types did you buy? I didn't buy the Windsor and Newton. They only had the double zeros. So I bought some other ones. What's it called? Metalimo. They're synthetic, okay. though. I got to learn how to take care of a brush before I buy an expensive one. Oh, wait. Do you have to take care of them? Is there a special way? Do you have to, like, treat them with oil and holy incense and shit? Or what? Yeah. Speaking of that, I, I, I got to start bless my Iron Hands army. I, I'm going to spray them with WD-40. <laughs> yeah, you should do that. They'll love that. <laughs> oh. But, oh, maybe, so did you go to the, which store did you go to? Did you, is there a store in Hovde or where you? Yeah, and it was like, it was like destiny because uh, I was going to this place and then I took a wrong turn and I was like, should I go back? No, let's just keep walking this way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's fate. And then I went past this uh, painting store and it's like, oh yeah, there's this painting store here. So I walked in and they had some brushes. So I oh. got some brushes. Cool. Yeah, I was guided. I by the ghost of uh, uh, Matt, Matt and Henry. Yeah, although they're not dead though. <laughs> like they're like the the Holy Trinity. The psychic they're, power. Uh, the the body, the ghost, and the Holy Spirit, or something. <laughs> Matthew, uh, Henry, and Andy Wardle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I actually also went to an artist store, and I, I bought the the Windsor Newton. Series seven. Uh, All right. So now I'm a hardcore painter. The, the one I, I was talking about? Yeah. Uh, was it in Gothenburg, did you say? The one by the 
Sjöfartsmuseet. Oh no, I didn't go there. Although I I went there also found that they had some some Maya paints there. That was really cool. Was it the hobby place? Or was this another? No, you were Yeah, the, the, the hobby place, like the 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 real classic hobby place with Yeah, there were railroads and yeah just like uh, models of like cars and tanks and shit everywhere boats right it's like cozy store like it yeah i i found some maya paints there so that was awesome but but i found the 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 brushes i bought at uh, an artist store somewhere else in town Um, right in x commercial for them here (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah. Uh, let's wrap this episode up and yeah. we'll see you guys uh, next episode or I mean we won't see you but you will hear us <laughs> that's all that matters you can let us pour into your ears like an unstoppable flood our voices caress your ear holes <laughs> alright do your Just... catchphrase and then we'll sing off <laughs> I don't want to Remember, kids, Fulgrim gives head and Fulgrim takes head. Don't lose your head. Goodbye.